The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Imagine the terror in Highland Park in Chicago yesterday. Fourth of July parade, everybody out enjoying themselves and some suddenly somebody from a roof in the buildings above starts shooting. Kills six people, injures more than 30 others, sending people running for their lives. Before we talk to Marion McKeown and Cal Thomas, let's hear a little bit of what the Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker said about this shooting. It is devastating that a celebration of America was ripped apart by our uniquely American plague. A day dedicated to freedom has put into stark relief the one freedom we as a nation refuse to uphold, the freedom of our fellow citizens to live without the daily fear of gun violence. If you're angry today, I'm here to tell you, be angry. I'm furious. I'm furious that yet more innocent lives were taken by gun violence. I'm furious that their loved ones are forever broken by what took place today. I'm furious that children and their families have been traumatized. I'm furious that this is happening in communities all across Illinois and America. I'm furious because it does not have to be this way. And yet we as a nation, well, We continue to allow this to happen. It's the 4th of July, a day for reflection on our freedoms. Our founders carried muskets, not assault weapons. And I don't think a single one of them would have said that you have a constitutional right to an assault weapon with a high-capacity magazine, or that that is more important than the right of the people who attended this parade today to live. A uniquely American plague, according to the Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. Cal Thomas, there have been, on average, 11 mass shootings per week so far this year in the United States. If you define a mass shooting as where four or more people, excluding the shooter, are shot or killed, that's a mass shooting. 309 so far this year. A uniquely American plague. I know you said to us many times that Guns don't kill people, people kill people. That if people want to kill people, they'll find a way to do so. But in other countries outside the United States, this simply doesn't happen because people don't have the access to guns. Well, Matt, uh, as you say, we've talked about this many times before. My questions, first of all, Illinois uh, has some of the toughest gun laws in the country. The governor wasn't suggesting in that clip you played that more laws are needed, but that seemed to be the uh, underlying message of what he said. Look, I want to know where this suspect, if he indeed is the one who did the shooting, the police haven't charged him yet, but I suspect he will be, where did he get the gun? He took a ladder into an unsecured alley along the parade route. Where did he get this high ladder to be able to climb up to the roof of a tall building? Uh, News reports say that the suspect was known to police. Well, how did they know him? If you went on his Spotify page, you heard all of these violent rap lyrics. And if you went on his social media pages, you saw drawings he did of a uh, stick man shooting other people, blood on the ground. And if these are not signals of a troubled mind who wants to act to kill other people, this is another case where the killer, in so many cases as before, has sent signals about what he intended to do. 
Now, more and more states are passing red flag laws, which are very good, and I fully support. And when you see things like this on social media, and by the way, it took the killings before YouTube decided that these postings violated their policies. Why didn't they violate their policies before the shooting and they take them down? It seems to me closing the door after the horse has escaped. Marion McKeown, what do you think? Uh, you know, Cal, I think, first of all, the point that you made about how Illinois has the strictest uh, gun laws in the country, and, and you're right, it has certainly amongst them. What is the point if the Supreme Court comes along and is, did as it did in the New York gun case, where it makes it unconstitutional for anyone not to be allowed to carry a weapon on their person. What does it matter if every state in the country is doing their damnedest, and not all of them are by any means, to, con to control um, guns and to, and to keep guns out of the wrong hands if the Supreme Court comes along and on a whim says, no, you know what? That's all nonsense. You can all bring a gun wherever you want. You can carry a concealed weapon wherever you like because that is your constitutional right. And what can Illinois do if, you know, you, an assault weapon... It, this is the thing we hear over and over again, a young white man with an assault weapon. No, assault weapons, as I keep saying, and I, I know I sound like a scratch record, they should just be banned. Bill Clinton banned them in 1994, and they saw the number of mass shootings plummet as a result. So just ban assault weapons. Let hunters have their guns. Let sports people have their guns. But nobody uses an assault weapon in a sports game. So just ban them. You see, Carl, a number of people are texting and suggesting you seem more upset about uh, the availability of ladders than you do about guns. <laughs> well, Matt, at the same time, this horrible shooting was taking place in the uh, wealthy, mostly white suburb of Highland Park, Illinois. A number of African-American people were being killed, as usual, with handguns by other African-American people in the city of Chicago and in other places. Look, you can pass all the laws you want, and only the law-abiding are going to obey them. Criminals, by definition, violate the laws. And as I've asked on this program many times, and nobody's been able to answer, me, name me one law that a lawbreaker will obey. The very definition of criminal is somebody who breaks the law, and that's why we have so many people in prison. Does that suggest that you have a greater propensity amongst Americans psychologically to be disposed towards criminal acts? Yes. It's true. And as we've discussed on this program before, you look at the media, uh, you look at virtually every uh, television show uh, and entertainment, so-called, in prime time on American broadcast networks and even on cable networks that show entertainment programs. They all have gun violence. They all have people shooting each other. They all glorify weapons. And to a twisted mind, these kinds of uh, images and these kinds of programs seem to give them permission to go and do the same. This guy, this suspect, posted on his Facebook, I think it was page, that uh, that that this is this is going to basically validate his existence. What he intended to do was going to make him significant in life. This is the twisted mind of a lot of these shooters. Well, Cal, we have access to exactly the same media in this side of the world as you have in the United States. And it doesn't drive people to carry out these acts. Or maybe it's they contemplated it. They can't gain access to the guns to actually do these things. Well, Matt, I'm not a uh, psychologist. I don't know what the difference is between 
uh, Ireland and the rest of Europe, although we've seen uh, mass shootings in Europe, of course, uh, Norway, for example, a few years ago uh, on occasion. I don't know. I just know that evil exists, and we have a very large country with some major cities. And, uh, you know, the, the, the dirty little secret here, as far as the media are concerned, Matt, is that black people are killing black people in gangs every, almost every day, but certainly every weekend in the United States. It hardly even makes the news anymore. It's not but a fair point, a, Marion. Do you think that there's an, that the media ignores a lot of the murder that takes place? No, I I think that there it, it's widespread. And Carl's right; it happens in every community. It happens in in Texas. They have the highest rate of of women who are killed by their husbands or partners in America, and that doesn't get reported either. You know, I mean, we do tend to get our attention brought to a very public mass shooting like this, but that only goes to underscore. I think the point that that I'm making, Cal, is that guns are too easily available in America. That you have over 400 million guns here. You have tens of millions of assault weapons. You know, we don't, we've never had that access to guns in Ireland. And it's true. I mean, I remember watching Dirty Harry when I was a teenager. All my friends did, all the guys I hung out with did. None of them wanted to go out and shoot up a school or shoot up a, a public place. You know, you just have, it, it is, the first thing you've got to do is to remove literally the offending weapon, remove the thing that can do the damage. Uh, and, you know, a, a person without a gun cannot do that kind of damage. If that guy had a knife on the roof, what could he have done? He could have thrown it at one person. You cannot you cannot at the same speed create the same devastating injuries as you can with a gun. And that is just a fact. OK, let's talk about a few other things. Marion, why is the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, making television advertisements for Florida? Well, you know, I'm in, I spend a lot of my time between Los Angeles and Washington, D.C., and uh, I'm in California at the moment. And I got to say, Gavin Newsom here has been, you know, there was a recall, which was an entire stunt, which failed miserably. But he's, he's the kind of governor that you wish would run for president. And I've no doubt he will someday for the Democrats, because he's not, he doesn't cower. He doesn't wring his hands. He doesn't say, oh, those terrible Republicans. He takes the fight to the field. And he did that with Trump and he's done it repeatedly. So what he's done is really to just provoke Ron DeSantis, I think, because DeSantis is now widely viewed as the most likely Republican candidate uh, to to win the nomination in 2024. And I think at this stage, people are thinking, even if Trump wins, I spoke to a lot of people at a Liz Cheney event last week. A lot of them were very little anti-Cheney. They went there to boo her. But they all said, even though they hate what she did, that they were going to vote for DeSantis. So, you know, I, I think so basically Newsom is saying that Florida and and it is, is is stripping away people's rights. It's it's proposed abortion ban. It's other bans. It's banning certain books in the school curriculum. I mean, Ron DeSantis is an authoritarian just as much as Trump is. They're just getting a newer, smarter model. Uh, and I think that um, Newsom is sort of saying a bit tongue in cheek, come and move to California, move to California. And you know what? Having spent time in Florida, too, I'd rather be in California any day of the week. Well, <laughs> so, you're, a, you're the Florida <laughs> resident, Cal Thomas. Is, is this big? Do you think maybe that Newsom is looking towards being the Democratic candidate for the 24 presidential election and he's starting the fight by going onto DeSantis's turf? Well, it's a very clear, uh, 
a clear political move and a very clever one too, Matt. Uh, he's gotten more publicity, free publicity, than the amount of money it it cost uh, his uh, pack or whatever it was that paid for it uh, to appear on these Fox stations. Interestingly enough, he bought time on Fox stations in Florida. But look, I think he's the equivalent of Michael Dukakis, Ted Kennedy, and John Kerry from Massachusetts. These were very liberal presidential candidates who didn't have a chance in the heartland. And that's where the collective electoral votes are that elect any president, not just New York and California, which is one of the reasons the left wants to do away with the Electoral College. Uh, So uh, I think it's a clever move, but he's got to get over the uh, barrier of Joe Biden, who claims he's going to run again in 2024. I don't believe that, frankly. I think the Democrats are going to have a wipeout in Congress in November, and I think that there will be an excuse found in the party or among his friends or family to say, look, Joe, you're too old. Let a younger person come in. I'm all for younger people. I think we've had too many 70 and potentially 80-year-olds leading this country. We need some younger blood in the White House. Very briefly, Marion McKeown, Is Newsom the type who looks great to uh, liberals in California and on the East Coast, but wouldn't have a chance and fly over America? Oh, yeah, I absolutely. I mean, he was the first mayor of San Francisco to to make gay marriage legal. Like he, he's a bit of a trailblazer and he doesn't care. But you know what makes him appealing? He doesn't care what what his critics say. He doesn't kowtow to the Republicans. I think J.B. Pritzker, the Illinois governor, will be another one to watch in if, if Biden doesn't run in 24. But Newsom has been a great governor. The budget is always, on, you know, in surplus here. Uh, he does a good job. I think he brings a good track record. Cal, you so should see. love him. Budget and surplus, that's the type of thing conservatives like you love. Well, if you have the high, high tax rate that he has and uh, 7 and $8 gallon gasoline with a lot of it in taxes, I could have a surplus too. <laughs> Thank you very much, Cal Thomas and Marion McKeown. <laughs> the Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM, it all happens here.